Facts of Faith with Nae Lupondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. back and thank you very much for sticking around i did and i should not have i did forget to thank all of my guests bishop templeton mbeko president of the african religious and traditional leaders council in your absence i thank you sir apostle derek muswana president of the christians of south africa also in your absence i thank you sir also bishop joshua Mwiponga, who is an author who is an activist fighter of spiritual colonialism in your absence, sir, I thank you. Let's now turn our attention to our religion bulletin. Reuters reports the Q panel of India's top court said on th- Thursday it was divided on a decision to allow hijabs in classrooms. The matter was referred to the Chief Justice for further directions, said Justice Hemant Gupta, one of the two judges on the panel in delivering its decision they have a divergence of opinion on the matter. In February, the southern state of Karnataka banned students from wearing the headgear in classrooms, sparking protests by Muslim students and their parents, as well as counter-protests by Hindu students. Moving on, a gunman shot dead 11 people at a Russian military training ground on Saturday. The defense ministry said in the latest blow to President Vladimir Putin's forces since the invasion of Ukraine, the gunman who killed 11 and wounded 15 at a Russian military training camp in the small town of Soloti, close to the Ukrainian border, were from Tajikistan. They opened fire after an argument over religion. Oleksiy Arestovich, an advisor to Ukrainian President of all Volodymyr Zelensky, hoping Volodymyr Zelensky said on YouTube. Wonder what they were debating about. Moving on, the female initiation season in Limpopo has come to an end with many initiates graduating this weekend. The schools were halted for two consecutive years due to the outbreak of COVID-19, the pandemic. The break has led to a large number of applications for permits to practice the old age tradition. Congratulations to the graduates. So there is a new political party that is being launched. After the break, we introduce you to representatives to talk to us about this political party. You're listening to Facts of Faith. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. 
Here we go. Let me introduce you to a political party that is recently or being launched to All African Alliance Movement. The All African Alliance Movement launched yesterday. According to the party, three years ago, a group of concerned church leaders, traditional leaders, technocrats and civic organizations met to deliberate on the moral decay that had surfaced in both our political and religious spheres and the ongoing societal challenges faced by South Africa. The formation of the multi-organizational alliance is in response to the people's dissatisfaction and increased disillusionment with the current government, born out of frustration with corruption, lack of accountability and leadership the collapse of the education system and unabated levels of crime and the many societal ills that besiege this country. The party has put forward former Chief Justice Mukhwing Mukhwing as its presidential candidate for the 2024 election, saying it's responding to what it sees as a decay in the system. Joining us now, Bishop Meshek Debe, the Secretary General of the All-African Alliance Movement, Triple AM. And he joins us on the line. Good evening to you, Bishop, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening. Good evening to you, and good, li- good evening to the viewers, at, uh, to the listeners at home. All right. Uh, first of all, just tell us more. I've read a brief on who you are. Just give us more detail of the Triple AM, the All African Alliance Movement. Who, who is this All African Alliance Movement? Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting question. Well, the Triple uh, AM uh, is a movement that was basically formed almost about three years ago. But because of the COVID uh, outbreak, we were then put on hold. <laughs> sorry, sorry for that. Sorry, my, please forgive me for no, that. No problem, sir. Go ahead. Um, then we were put on hold because of uh, the outbreak of the COVID-19, you know, globally. And... Uh, after that, we looked back and say, are we still relevant to the processes? So the answer was yes, we are still relevant. We can still champion what we saw three years ago. And that's how we regrouped, set together, established new formations, and also to deliberate on issues that are day-to-day matters, you know. Particularly, the below-the-breadline situation is the one that really affected us. So that is the short part of it. But to go deeper into that, is that the All-African Alliance Movement is a multi-party with diverse cultural aspirations of all South Africans, united by a common cause of fighting inequality, injustice, in the common approach or within the country. You know, uh, we, we then saw it very important that uh, we should be mobilizing men and women that are God-fearing, young and old, ordinary citizens and uh, from all the backgrounds of people, you know, to, so that we are able to give strength to what we have already started. So the challenges that we face in South Africa need very encouraged and enthusiastic women and, and men so that we unify behind the concept and we are able to put up a winning nation, you know. And that is basically who we are. Okay. So we have political parties, Plural in South Africa. Why add another one, sir? 
Well, if you if you look at the the, the, the current uh, um, political parties, I don't have to mention their names. Anyway, it is not our focus as Triple AM to mention uh, other political parties. But uh, it's a sort of like uh, these political parties have now reached a ceiling. So there's nothing new that they can offer now, except uh, you look at it uh, that uh, they're now beginning to fight amongst themselves. I don't think that is the mandate that was given to them. You know, they begin to criticize, the fight amongst themselves, counter accusations, accusations. I mean, you would have seen what transpired in today's newspapers. So without going into those headlines, you saw it yourself. And this is very scary and shocking. But this is what is happening in global politics, not only in South Africa. My question to you is, what makes you a necessary party to an already turgid political system in South Africa? It's already full of political parties. Some entered (laughs) the political fray and died down shortly after the elections. Come 2024, we'll see who exactly is really relevant in terms of voters. My question to you is, why are you relevant we are relevant because we are going to introduce a system of a direct democracy as compared to any other political party in the, in the country at Explain the moment. Explain what you mean by that, sir. What do you mean by direct democracy? We are saying that uh, in a direct democracy, you deal with the issues that are affecting the lives of the people as a leadership, and you give feedback to the people immediately. You execute, and then in return, you get feedback from the people, and you give the approach to the people. So in other words, we are going to deal with issues that are thorny issues in the eyes of many South Africans that need immediate attention. Kindly give us an example of that. What are those thorny issues that you are going to deal with that other people, other political parties are not dealing with? What are uh, these thorny you, issues? You, for example, if you look at your infrastructure issues and then you look at your crime and then you look at your health matters, you look at your the treatment that you get. From I was asking about education. the ones that are not being dealt with. You're saying you're going to deal with what is not being dealt with. All of what you have asked right mentioned right now is already being mentioned by political parties around the, the, the country. I'm asking t- you to tell us what it is that you are saying you are going to be dealing with that other political parties are not dealing with in their poli- policies and manifestos. Well, that is depends in terms of the approach and the culture of being honest to the citizens. Okay, okay. So you're so saying you you're are going, going to be... In, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We are going to bring in the culture of integrity, the culture of uh, um, a good governance in terms of uh, loyalty, and uh, we put an end to corruption, which is what many have faced. I'll, I'll give you an example, sir. When we saw the rise of COPE, they said exactly what you're saying right now. When we saw the rise of the EFF, they said the very same thing you're saying right now. The UDM, when it started after uh, uh, Mr. Olamisa was le- or left the ANC, said the very same thing. Right now, we've got Action SA saying the very same thing. Good party of Patricia DeLille said the very same thing. Again, I'm not quite sure what it is that you is new that you are going to be saying because all of them are let, talking about let, the very same issues. Let us put the things in the right way of it. Okay. Yeah, you are talking people who are always interacting 
with different societies. These are people that by their existence, they are in the ministry. What do you mean so by, by I, ministry, I, I, sir? Clarify what you mean by ministry. These are, these are bishops, archbishops, oh, pastors. Okay. So you are talking of a Christianistic-led approach, oh. which is different from what you are mentioning to me. Okay. Okay, okay. What about the, 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 the Christian parties that we already have? We have Kenneth Misha being one of the most prominent there, and he is a minister. That's correct. What are you um, saying that he is not saying? He has been saying what you've been saying ever since he, they, they existed. The ACDP has long lived saying the same thing. That has not given them much more numbers in terms of votes. Quite frankly, if we're looking at them, they're quite deteriorating steadily. My question to you is, as, as ministers, as you're suggesting, is a qualifier for you, what's going to set you apart from the ACDP, for example, or Al-Jama party, which is a Muslim-led, clergy-led party? Yes, no, I want to thank you that you have actually clarified it yourself. If you look at ACDP, it focuses on Christianity. If you look at Al Jama, it focuses on Islam. So ours is a multi-party. No, as sir. I said they are, they're not focusing. I'm saying they are led by clergy. If you look at their no, policies, no. they are not focusing only on Christianity. They, they are all for all South Africans. When you listen to them speaking and you read their documents, their documents are focusing on South Africans. They are simply coming from a Christian or a Muslim background. It's not only for them. That is what I'm saying to you. Listen carefully. What I'm saying to you is that ours is an all-inclusive religious leader. Make a difference in that. Cla clarify when you say all-inclusive, because you said these are ministers, people in the yes. ministry. So when you say all-inclusive, what do you mean? What I have said to you earlier on, I said all African Alliance movement is yes. a multi-party with the diverse cultural aspirations of all South Africans. Who, who are these parties you're, you're, you're saying multi-party to? Yeah, you are referring to traditional healers, okay. to the chiefs. You are referring to the, the Hindu society. You are referring to the Muslims. You are referring to indigenous churches. Oh, that's what you mean is, is, it sets you apart? That is what makes the difference in the two. Oh, okay. The ANC has always been like that. No, I don't want to discuss ANC. No, sir. You're saying that that's, that that's what sets you apart. And I'm giving you examples of parties that are identical to the, what you are describing is setting you apart. That doesn't that's set correct. you apart because there are parties that already have these qualities you're saying set you apart. The, the, the moment, let us look at the time frames. Let us look at the time frames. To okay, can we agree time. there, uh, Bishop, that we have always seen the ANC being a broad church, which has all these communities you're suggesting are multi-party. They've always have that, I, had that identity to the extent that at the beginning of who they were, they were led by clergy. So again, that which you're identifying as an exclusive to you is not in historical facts exclusive to you. Can I, can I come in there? Go ahead. You have put it very well. You say in the beginning, when everybody was following it, and now things have changed completely. And that is why we felt that what we had liked before in them, it is no longer there. And that is why we left. 
what what's not there sir the you look at uh, the current system that they are putting in place that uh, that brings you to say that uh, you would see that uh, a number of times they bring out they, they have issues in terms of the government with corruption they have got issues in terms of uh, the the failure uh, to provide the services to the community the SOEs are falling apart so it's quite a huge task and uh, we can no longer be part to that okay let's let's talk on oh, by the way before we even continue uh, the, the lines are open south africa you want to join in the conversation please feel free and call in and ask your own questions and if you have any comments for our leader tonight feel free to call in and share those comments or send your text messages or whatsapp voice notes the lines to dial 06 086 rather 0002032 again 0860002032 if you want to call in and uh, engage or you can send a whatsapp text or a whatsapp voice note and the line for that is 0614104107 again 0614104 107 feel free to join in the conversation and ask your questions uh, my producer will let me know as soon as some voice notes come in for this particular subject so let, let's talk about the, the, the potential vote for the triple am the all africa um what, what's your name again sir the all african what movement the All Africa Alliance movement. There you go. So, uh, w- when we are looking at South Africa, South Africa is a majority Christian country, or at least people are identifying themselves as ad- adherents of Christianity. Uh, can we agree on that fact, sir? Do we have the bishop on the line? Do we have the bishop on the line? Bishop, can you hear me? Okay, we don't have that bishop. All right, our question, we'll take a break and come back. Our question for the bishop is, since we have South Africans identifying themselves, the majority of South Africans identifying themselves as Christians, that has not translated to a vote. The fact that we are identifying ourselves as a Christian political party has not identified a niche voter market while the adherency may be that of a Christian, but our voting patterns have not been along been along religious lines. Would that be perhaps a plus or an irrelevant factor in the South African voting patterns? If we know for a fact in South Africa, we have had people or we have people identifying themselves as voters, uh, and yet their voting has not been a long racial religious lines why would you even want to identify yourself as a religious or a christian party or led by a clergy that has not helped in any way does my question do you understand my question bishop no 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 i couldn't get you properly there because of the line let me try it again bishop in south yeah, africa the, the, the majority of people in south africa identify themselves as christian you know That's this right. fact right now if if people identify themselves as Christian, we would, one would assume, though incorrectly, but one would assume that that would show in their voting patterns. They would vote for a political party that identify itself as a Christian. But we have seen that not to be the case. 
in spite of our religious identity, our religious identity has not translated to our voting identity. Our identity as voters is quite frankly dissimilar to our religious identity. So your religious lineage, uh, or leaning rather, your religious leaning doesn't seem to have any relevance in our voting system in South Africa, our voting patterns. Do you agree with this thought? Not really. Okay. Not, not because I don't know if I heard you quite correctly, but I will assume that I have heard you. Um, not really. Look, uh, democracy is a form where all the citizens have got the right to participate in. And democracy can be strengthened from time to time. Meaning what, sir? What does it mean? Because in spite of us being 81% of South Africans identifying as Christians, still we don't have 81% yes. people, people voting for Christian political parties or religious political parties for that matter. Look, there's deeper facts around that. Okay. There's deeper facts around that in terms of religion. It depends how you classify. I don't know if we have heard about the African spirituality and then you have heard about the indigenous yeah. beliefs. Yeah. And then you might have heard about the, the charismatic approach. Yes. Now, in terms of these uh, three different classes, I'm making an example of the three. Yes. In terms of the three different classes, if one group is not catered for, the other group will always be a rebel to another group. Okay. And, and what point are you making with that, sir? Bishop, are you still there? Okay, let's take a break and come back. Hopefully the bishop will be back after the break. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. We're struggling with our lines tonight. Uh, do we have the bishop on the line? Bishop, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. All right, go ahead, bishop. Uh, oh, by the way, the, the, there are some voice notes that I want you to listen to and respond to. Uh, go ahead, Sylvester. Let's play the first one. Yes. My brother and I, your guest there, since they are Christians, the political Christians, are they going to tolerate same-sex marriages there in South Africa? Okay. Um, do you want to respond to that, uh, Bishop? On the issue of uh, same-sex marriage. That's the question, yes, sir. Yes. Uh, look, uh, from the thanks very much for the question. On the issue of same-sex marriage, it is the broader society that will then be taken through the processes uh, of a consensus or that will be taken through the process uh, of uh, choosing what type of policies that they want. And that is why we were talking about a direct democracy. His question was, as a Christian community of believers there in your party, Will you, he prefaced, let's play it again. Play that same voice note so that he can hear the words of that caller there. Go ahead, Sylvester. My brother and I, your guest there, since they are Christians there, politically Christians, are they going to tolerate same-sex marriages there in South Africa? Do you hear the question, sir? Are you going to tolerate same-sex marriages as a Christian political party? Look, the, the mandate will always come from the consultation processes. Oh, you know? so it's going to depend on people, not on the scriptures. 
No, no. We're not talking Christianity, remember. Yeah, we're talking a movement. And we're talking governance. Okay. So yes. it, it will not be based on scriptures. It will be based on the will of the people. It will be based on what the majority of people of South Africa want. But yeah. in terms of being in a sided religion, the Bible is very clear about that, you know? No, no, we're just talking about your party, and am I understanding you well to say that your party is not going to be based on the directive of the Bible? It will be based on the directive of the people. Whatever the people vote they want in your political party, that's what will happen. Am I understanding you well? That, that is why we said that earlier on that we're dealing with a direct democracy. Okay. We cater for what the people give to us, and yeah. we implement what the people want. Okay, 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 thank you very much. Play the next one, Sylvester. Good evening. I would like to um, ask the representative of this uh, representative of this new political party as an atheist. Will I be welcome within the party or not? Okay. And then, um, what constitutional changes will they make if they ever get a two-thirds majority? What are what changes are we likely to see from them? This okay. is J.K. from the Western Cape. Thank Th- you. Thank you very much, Jackie. Go ahead, Bishop. Yeah, I'm struggling with the network there. Some I can't hear some areas. Okay. But I think he's saying what changes are we going to have in the Constitution. That's the second question. His first question is, he's an atheist. As an atheist, will he be welcomed in your political party? And then secondly, should you get a two-thirds majority in Parliament, what possible constitutional changes should he anticipate? Yes, uh, you... you in terms of the constitution, changes that you may anticipate once the entire process has been followed about changing the constitution, remember you don't change the constitution overnight, is that uh, you might expect more powers that will be given to the authorities. Uh, when we say authorities, we mean that uh, they might be improved uh, around some of the health facilities issues, around your uh, your, your, your safety and security measures. So we need to improve in that section of the Constitution and give more powers to the state in terms of dealing with the issues of crime and other related measures, including your health issues, your education also. So those are the, some of the areas that will be dealt with. I'm just uh, referring uh, out of the, uh, the tree. And then in terms of uh, what was the other one question? He's an atheist. Will, will he be welcomed in your party as an atheist? Look, here we're dealing with human beings. We, we, we're not dealing with uh, 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 animals. We're dealing with human beings. And they are also human beings. So the, the governance is about people. So it is not basically on a bond of those who don't believe in religion and those who believe in religion. It is an all-inclusive approach. So your answer is yes, he will be welcomed. That is the answer. All right. Play the next one, Sylvester. Hi, this is Daniel Joshua Chowen. Uh, my question to your guest is, is he going to contest the next 2024 election in all the provinces or is concentrating and a specific area only. And I know it's early stages, 
Has he got a membership and he knows who's going to be in his party at the moment? And uh, the membership, as far as is concerned, of his party at the moment. Thank you and God bless you. All right, go ahead, Bishop. Uh, thank you very much for that. Yes, we'll be contesting across all nine provinces in the Republic of South Africa, uh, nationally and provincially, as it could be your national elections that go with your provincial elections. And in terms of the membership, people can get directly with me on the number 082-371-7557. We will be able to send them the membership. And what was his other question? Do you know how many people you have in terms of your members of the party? Okay. Well, the answer is, uh, might not be straight on this one. Is that we're still growing, and then we grow at a very rapid pace. You would see us in Tswane, I think, on the 30th of November. And then after that, we'll be going to Bloemfontein on the first state. And then after that, it will be in the northwest, which will be followed by Limpopo. And then it will be followed by KZN. And uh, I think we're going to round up all the provinces. So we might be swelling in numbers. And that is basically what is happening now. We're asking about the current status, sir. Do you know how many members you have currently? Well, currently, I think the, the, before I came to this interview, we were at the, oh, the numbers are too huge on that one. Eh? I, I could have contacted my coordinator to verify the updates as of now. The last time so, you checked, how many did you have the last time you checked? The last time I checked, we were already above 200 plus. 200? Yes. Is it two not two hundred? Not two hundred as in numbers. Two hundred thousand plus. Oh, okay, okay. So you have yes. two hundred. So it could be two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand. It could be more. Which it's it just, could be more than that. It okay. could be more than that. Okay. These are numbers I already registered in your in your books. Am I understanding well? Yes. These are the numbers interacting with us, and some of them are already registered. Okay. All right. Play the next one, Sylvester. Hello, Nay. Good evening. I'm not sure about that movement, whether it's not a movement of bigots that's going to consider other religions as the outsiders. Like, if you're a Muslim, if you're a whoever in, in traditional religion, in, in, in another religion, you're going to be considered as an outsider. I mean, I have a feeling that this movement is going to see morality through the prism of christianity if you are not a christian you won't be regarded if you are an atheist or something i mean to them you won't count for much i think they've already answered that do you want to answer it again sir or are you satisfied with the answer you've already given as far as that is concerned yeah no that one it does not need to be answered it is his view and uh, all what we can say is that as we have said that uh, we are a collective we don't operate individually we've got various people serving on our structures so his uh, perception at the moment it will be clarified when he sees the leadership in action and then he will be able to see when uh, the processes are unfolding so he's, uh, it, it, it is entirely upon him how he views the organization 
but it does not stand for one religious grouping. Yeah, got it, got it. Play the last one, Sylvester, go ahead. Now, hmm. it might happen that most of the South African or the majority of South African identify themselves as Christians. Yeah. But when they vote, they do not vote on faith, on, on faith. That's right. Which is Christianity. Yeah. They vote on the political basis. Yes. Which is the reality that they live in. So hence, you won't find Christian political parties having more votes. Okay. Do you want to respond to that comment, sir? No, actually, he's excellent. Yeah. There's nothing to comment. And thanks for his uh, response on that one. That is great. Okay. All right. Let's just, uh, in, in the last, in the remaining five minutes that you and I have, I need just to clarify a few things. Who holds the leadership positions in your political party? Just give us the confirmations. We understand that you have put uh, Chief Justice or former Chief Justice Mkhoi Mkhoeng as your president, yourself as a secretary. Just give us the entirety of your leadership team. Yes. Um, look, uh, in our structure, uh, this is how it, uh, it unfolds. Uh, we've got the, the senator's house, and then we've got the advisory board, we've got the, the technocrat, we've got the leaders of the institutions, and we've got the, the political platforms. And that is how we are structured. So all the people are serving in different capacities. And uh, as we'll be moving to provinces, you will then find that uh, that is where we are. So at the moment, we've got uh, Archbishop Kekeri, and then we've got uh, Archbishop Kumalo, we've got Archbishop Koeta, and then we've got myself. Then we've got, uh, for the youth, you've got... Uh, hold on, hold on. I, I just need you to, to give us, uh, particularly me, I need you to be as very simple as possible. At the top, you have your leader, who is uh, former Chief Justice Mokhweng Mokhweng, correct? That's correct. And uh, second in command, who is that? Who will that be? Do you have a deputy president, for example, or deputy leader? We've got the senator's house, which will then sit, and then they will then elect who will be deputizing in that position of the president. Okay, so you don't have that person yet. We are still holding on to it. We do have that person in mind. But oh, okay. we are still holding on. We have to not elected that person, okay? Yeah, we have not elected the person. And that, and after that deputy person, who else comes next? Then after that uh, deputy president, then it becomes your national chairperson. Okay, and who is that? And uh, the national chairperson at this moment is Archbishop Quetta. Okay. Yes. And then after him comes the secretary general, okay. which is myself. That's yourself, yes. Yes, and then comes the treasurer, okay. which is uh, uh, um, uh, Archbishop Kumalo. Okay. And then after that comes uh, uh, the deputy secretary, uh, who is Sisi uh, uh, Aida. Okay. And then after that comes the... Is Sisi Aida a religious leader as well? No, she's not. Okay. Then comes the coordinator, the national coordinator, okay. who sees it, Nyawose, uh, is not also a religious leader. Okay. And then comes in the national organizer. Okay. Uh, he, he's coming from a civic organization, Dabe uh, Ratladi. Okay. 
And um, yes, that is how we are formulated uh, for now. Then we've got the Gloria, who's the spokesperson. She come, she's a young, dynamic woman. And okay. then she does not also come from the religious sector. So where where is that multi-party system in your executive, sir? We're seeing all these top people being bishop, 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 and no religion whatsoever. I thought you said you have Hindus, you have Muslims, yes. you have got uh, African traditional leaders. Where are those in your top leaders? It seems as though yes. it's just lip service. Okay, let me assist you on the, that question. Yeah. On that question is that uh, these are the people that are in the transition of the organization as we are now beginning to launch. Remember I told you about the provinces, the structures. Yes. So we are a facilitating group of the people in that structure up until we go to our national conference. Okay. And then at the national conference, the two leaders will now be properly elected in the as office bearers. Okay. What I was asking is the people that are, quote unquote, facilitating are not a multi-party representation whatsoever. Why are you not represented as a multi-party organization as you have suggested? Yes. Can I answer you on that? The majority of people have opted to serve in the senator's house and they have opted to serve in the advisory board. What what does that mean, sir? My question is about the top leadership that you have just given that to us. That is not the top leadership. That is the the facilitating of yes. a committee of the top leadership. Yes. Remember, people choose where they want to serve. Oh. They choose. If you want to be in the senator's house, we allow you to go there. And okay. most of the people, because they are, let me put it this way for you to understand. Mm. These are the people that saying that uh, they wouldn't want to be on the spotlight. And they said that they are fine where they are saving, providing information, providing yeah. logistics and all that. So got we it, gave them it. that opportunity. All right. My, 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 my curiosity now is when will that uh, national conference happen? The national conference will happen just before the national elections. We haven't put a date for it. That, the national elections are in 2024. It's 2022 That's now. Correct. So that could happen in 2023, perhaps? That will happen between uh, the period of uh, October, November 2023. So it, this is going to be the leadership of the organization. It's not some organizing team. It is the leadership up until October next year. So for a full year, it's going to be people who are organizers and not the legitimate leadership of the party. Now, let us make it very clear. As yes. I said before, these are the people who founded this the movement. And they then facilitate so that they can bring people on board and the people will have the democracy to choose the leaders they want. All right. All right. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, please, um, um, we would love to have the, the, your, your leader or the president come and talk to the party. We would like to engage him and um, uh, perhaps we can get some more perspective from him. Do you undertake to invite him for us? Well, we, we, will, we will communicate all the relevant information and uh, we will get back to you. I've got your numbers. We will get back to you once we have found a, a green light in terms of the functionality, the availabilities and the times. Okay. All right. Yes. Let's see how that happens. Thank you very much, sir. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. May the good Lord bless you. Thank you very much, sir. Bishop Mishak Debe, the Secretary General of the All-African Alliance Movement, Triple AM, talking to us about Triple AM. And hopefully we will be able to speak 
to uh, former Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng. We don't know. We'll take a break and come back. When we come back, we play those voice notes we could not play, read those text messages we could not read, and take your calls on whatever is on your mind. It's the open line. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. All right, the lines are open if you have anything uh, whatsoever. It doesn't have to be the stuff that we've already spoken about. Whatever is on your mind pertaining to faith matters. Remember, it must be faith-oriented. If it's about politics, it must be politics that are faith-oriented, or the perspective from faith, all of that. It must just be facts of faith that what we're trying to engage on. All right, um, shall we go to the voice notes that were... Uh, we were not able to play there, Sylvester. Chief Nai, how are you? I'm Nathan. Yes, Nathan. From yes, Nathan. I'm a Christian. Okay. But I can't support that party. The reason is religious, they are not allowed to participate. Okay, the constitution, it allow them. But you can't participate in um, contesting about politics through religion. That one is not advisable. According to former Chief Justice, you remember what he talked about Palestine and Israeli. So I can't defend him. That one it can't work. They should have come as a party, not based on the region. Chief Nai, have an evening day. Bye. Chief Nathan, I am, I'm not quite sure if you heard what this gentleman is saying. He says, in spite of the fact that they are a religious political or no, as a political party that is led majority by clergy, Currently, they are not focusing only on religious people, and as such, their policies are going to be determined by people when they vote in their conference, regardless of what Mokweng Mokweng may have said about Israel and Palestine. Mokweng Mokweng, according to uh, Bishop David, has absolutely nothing to do with the policies of Triple AM, according to Bishop Debe, it's going to be the people that are going to determine their policies, not the Bible, not Debe, not Mokweng. That's that's what he said. So I don't think you should worry about that. I don't think you should worry about uh, what was said before this political party, because after all, according to Bishop Debe, it's going to be determined by the conference, not the utterances of an individual. Play the next one, Sylvester. Hi, Naya. Mm. It's Tembe here in uh, Daniel Street, Northern Cape. Yes, Tembe. So I just want to ask from the man, the pastor there. The, my question is, are they going to campaigning with the, uh, with the infighting of the other political parties or maybe the corruption that they see? Or maybe are they, are they going to come up with their own strategy toward the supporters? Because if they're going to come up with the uh, with the mind that they was infighting they won't succeed look at the coup look at the eff look at the udm they all from the nc but they never had any chance to to become victorious against the nc they must come up with their own strategy to support us not to come up and saying the the the, the nc it's got its own infighting no thank you Okay, that's a comment, and uh, I'm sure you heard what he said. Got it. Thank you very much. Uh, play the next one, Sylvester. 
Uh, good evening, brother and I. Mm. Is this new political party using Mukhoi Mukhoi as a man of God, as a man of principle, somebody's uh, experience as a president? Oh, what are they using Mukhoi Mukhoi for? That's my question. That, that's that's an interesting question. Um, uh, he's not here to answer it right now. And hopefully, if, if, if former Chief Justice Mokweng um, Mokweng um, wants to talk to the people, he'll come. Uh, hopefully, the green light, as he said, uh, uh, Bishop Tebe said, he'll let, me, let us know when there's a green light for the Chief Justice to come to answer that question, a legitimate one, when he stands and when he accepts, or when he accepted nomination into that office as a candidate, well, what? It's a very good question. Hopefully when he comes, if he comes, he'll answer one of those questions. Thank you very much, sir. Play the next one, Sylvester. Is that all we have? Okay. Um, let's go to the text messages. Those of you who have sent text messages since we're done with the voice notes, one text message reads, It's so pathetic that we as Africans, we are not yet to the understanding that all these churches came to us as a tool of colonization and oppression. We can never come out of this oppression for as long as it's still hero worship their idol, ideologies? Okay, you meant to say ideologies, okay? And concepts. All churches are racial discriminative and seek to enrich their masters. And a very good example is the Anglican Church. It's Leslie in Durban. Okay, Leslie, it would have been nice for you to call in so that we can engage on some of the things that you're saying there. But I hear what you're saying. I would have loved to engage you, nonetheless. Another text reads, Good evening, Naya. We need to decode the concept of God. To most of worshippers, God is white. That's why it is difficult to unite against church racisms from Sandile. Wow. Okay, Sandile. I hear you. I'm not quite sure I understand the full gamut of your point, but I hear you. Now the text reads, Hello, Nae. Why didn't the leaders of the Triple AM make changes to the South African system whilst they were in the ANC? And what makes this time different? Are they going to change the constitution that oppresses the nation? That person didn't tell us what his or her name is. Thank you very much. Very direct question. Would have been nice to have him answer that question. Perhaps Mkweng Mkweng will answer that one when he comes. If, <laughs> if he, he comes. Another text message reads, Could you please ask the bishop... Isn't that the registration of a political party based in a particular religious belief doesn't constitute a double standard whereby if such a move could be done based on racial or tribal basis could be seen in a different view considering our background? I think he's already answered that one. He did say that they're not a religious party. He said they are led by religious people majority religious you saw their organizing leadership but they are not necessarily a religious party that's what ended up being his final answer to that question another one reads uh, god knights nair and guess is the party going to amend the constitution okay 
not quite sure about the first part there. But the question is direct and very straightforward. Is the party going to amend the constitution? Is already answered in the affirmative there. Yes, they have intentions of amending the constitution. And he did say that it will depend on what the people, quote unquote, say as far as that is concerned. Let's take a break and come back. And when we come back, we'll finalize all the text messages and all the voice notes that I see here. And then we'll close down the program. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. Um, uh, as soon as uh, uh, Joey puts up those text messages and voice notes, we'll play those for you first. Sylvester, let's, let's go to the break and come back and go to those voice notes after that. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. Uh, good evening, brother Naye. These churches are irrelevant when it comes to changing the lives of the black people. They are the ones that are taking advantage of the poor black people who are desperate for salvation. It's their market. They are just making money. That's why you find these people are feeding us with hair, grass, snacks, doom, and so forth. They are taking advantage of the desperate people. Good evening, Naye. Um, I think that the church needs to be ethnically relevant. And I use the word ethnic because there, there are different ethnic groups, but one human race. All right, so having said that, I'm saying that the, the, the black ethnic church needs to be relevant to the plight of the black people or black communities which it serves. So that's my take on Bosi from KZN. I hear you. I hear you, Mbusi, and and, and I, I understand what has been said around that. And remember my line of questioning when we're talking about just that issue of the black ethnic church, as it were. Our biggest problem, however, is how the other rebuttal came in saying, had we all just focused on what was uh, scriptural, we wouldn't have the issue of ethnic recognitions and all of that. And I totally understand the relevance of that point. That's why perhaps we need to revisit the point of what exactly happened, because some people were complaining about my lack of theological training when dealing with Jesus's words 